Okay. Is that a good enough plan? Shall we start? Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. <coughs> Get that out. Oh, okay. oh that's, that's great. <laughs> that's, that sounded wonderful. Thank you for do- sharing it with me. I really you're, appreciate You're it. welcome. I, I, I like to share. Very nice. Very nice of you. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 if if uh, if you were in person, I could share even more. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, here we go now. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, August 20th, 2022. It's just after Pi UTC. That's it's 316 UTC in a few seconds. Now it's 317 UTC. I don't know why. Anyway, that, that's it's actually Friday night US time. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Hi. How? So, how? Pow, pow. Anyway, agenda, agenda. Um, the agenda for today uh, is we are going to first do our but first segment where we talk about non-newsy whatever we want to. Um, and then our first main segment is going to be just scandals. We've got tons of them. We've got, you know, Trump doing things, Rudy doing things. We've got Trump's whatever his name is, guy, financial guy doing things. Uh, we've got, oh, we've got, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, doing battle with the courts to try to avoid testifying. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we've got all this stuff we've got. Uh, so we'll talk scandals and we'll then talk our scandals. And then our last segment is just going to be election 2022 stuff. Uh, we had some more primaries. Uh, we, ha- you know, it, Sarah Palin was in a race. We got some results from that. And of course, uh, Liz Cheney. And uh, and we've got more more polls coming out and more stats and things about election 2022, which is less than three months away now, right? August, yeah. September, October, November. Yeah, I mean we got like two and a half months right now. now. My my wife is working. Uh, oh yeah, you got the, the Florida primary coming up in a yeah. couple of days. It's well, you know, early voting is already happening. So. Yep, yep. Um, so that's the plan. Uh so but first. I'll go first this time because Yvonne went first last time. And, you know, when Yvonne goes first, we end up talking like an hour on whatever. And and, and so when I go first, we end up talking 90 minutes. So, you know, (laughs) anyway, my but first to start with is just I actually went on a trip. You went to Canada without me. I went to me. Canada without you. Yes, indeed. Yes. I, 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 am I correct into thinking that maybe the last time you went to Canada, you actually went with me? No. The last time I went to Toronto was with you, but I have been to Canada since then without you. Well, I mean, then we went to Nova Scotia. Yes. I also, uh, But I, I have been to Canada within the last five years. Up, oh. up here to like Vancouver, oh. near where I live. Oh, that doesn't fucking count. It's still Canada. Oh, God. Okay. 
and, and, aside and, from driving from and, like where you think, are to and yeah. I think wait like was was I don't even think Nova Scotia Nova Scotia was not my last random trip to Canada. I had three. You did three to Canada? Okay, I'm gonna look it up right now. Alsmay.com okay. slash well, I trips. Don't, I don't I mean I slash trip. So my my random trips uh, so just uh, uh, listing all of them from old to new. Uh, first of all, that you and I did a non-random trip, but driving back roads to Miami Beach from New Jersey. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then my very first random trip was to Lac Megantic in Quebec. Okay, but that was before. No that was in 1998. Yeah, I'm just reading all of these. Which, by the way, for those of you who don't know that 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 town made the news again just a few years ago. Lac Megantic, where I went for a, a, a train blew up and destroyed most of the town. That's what I, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Wait, is that the town that got blown up? But yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's where my very first random oh. trip was. Well, at least Jesus didn't happen when you were there. <laughs> I still Good. feel bad. Like, like I feel you know, awesome. Some, some of the places listen, that I remember were like places listen, I went, I read was, about that disaster and it was awful. I mean, it was just, yeah, I, this is, unimaginable how yeah yeah so yeah. anyway then uh in uh, then in 1999 i went to mariposa california and and then joggins nova scotia that was the one with you yeah and then, then my next random trip was to islesbury in england then grantsville in nevada then in 2002 i went to lac manueni quebec another place in quebec okay so you did go to Ke okay and okay. then uh, and then my next random trip after that was to crow duck lake in manitoba in canada wow so wait you made wait one two, four canada yeah, trips four canada trips yes and okay. then uh, and then my to round out my random trips i went to richwood ohio and mckay idaho okay but yeah, four in Canada, four in Canada, four in Canada. Okay, and, no, and but then, the Toronto. Okay, so let's be clear. But to Toronto, the last time you went was with me. Yes, I, okay. I think I. I think this was my third trip to Toronto. I went once in high school. You, you with had my told mom. me that. Yeah, and yeah. then I went with you in college, and then this time. Okay, so so you know so so how how did Toronto look? It 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 it. it it was cool. I mean, it was fine. I, I the 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 neighborhood where my sister lives uh, looks a lot like DC. Like if, mm. if you were walking down the street, like looking at the houses, it's very similar to like the style of neighborhood where my dad lives in DC, which was sort of like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it was cool. Uh, we've it was it was a quick visit. I mean, we went. We you know, my sister had. Um, let's see, we arrived. Friday around noonish local time, but we were exhausted from having done the red eye the night before and basically not slept at all. Uh, so, you know, we basically crashed on uh, on Friday night. Not uh, not the plane crashing. You not mean the you... plane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, basically, we crashed. No, Brandy mean... and I. We 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 like got settled in the B and B. Like my 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 sister's grandfather. Uh, so she, she's a half sister, so it's not my grandfather, but who, by the way, is a 98 year old veteran of World War II who was present Whoa. on D-Day um, and, and then spent the rest of his career as a reporter in New England. Uh, he, he, but I, I just want to say he's such an awesome guy, such a character. 
And like, he's 98, but if you just guessed without knowing he's 98, you would think he was a decade earlier, at least. You'd, you'd think he was in his 80s, not his 90s. Okay. Uh, you know, because because he's still active, he's still walking, he uses a cane, but, you know, and his mind is sharp as a tack still. So anyway, anyway, he paid for the B&B for like all, all the family members who were coming in. And uh, so we did a, we checked into the Airbnb and basically, uh, and ignore the dog, uh, basically uh, Brandy and I were like, okay, we're, we're just going to go lie down for like two hours and catch a nap. And then we'll like meet you all for dinner or something. We, we slept like eight hours, hmm. you know? Uh, and so we got our own dinner afterwards and, you know, and delivery, whatever. Um, and then, uh, what did we do? That the 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 next day was also a lot of resting, but we had like you know dinner with uh, my parents and stuff like that, and uh, and the the actual wedding was like you know thirty minutes long or less. You know, it was maybe okay. maybe fifteen minutes. Like you know, we got there, everybody you know sat around, the, they officiated, they exchanged vows, done, and then we had like a, a dinner at a restaurant later. It was cool. Um, you know, in, you know, in the same kind of style that I did when I had a wedding, this was like, there were a dozen people in her backyard. That was it. You know, there's nothing, you know, oh, okay. very, 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 very small. Okay. Very, very small, very, very personal. It was basically just, you know, uh, like one or two of her friends and, uh, her family and the groom's family. This was the first time I'd met the groom, by the way, as well. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nice to meet you. I, I, I the entire trip, I spoke to him. Maybe if you added all the bits up, maybe for one minute, you know, so, uh, but, uh, it, it was a quick trip in and out though. We only did, uh, we did two semi touristy things. We, uh, um, on Saturday we walked to like a farmer's market type place and, hung out there for a little bit and Brandy got some stuff. And on Sunday we went to the aquarium that's at the base of the CN tower and that was it. And then we flew back. It was okay. very exciting. And you but did see the CN tower. Did every, you go everything, up? We did not go up the CN tower this time. We did not, we did not have time to do that. So, oh, well, I mean, maybe we could have, if we'd chosen not to do one of the other things, but no, we did not do the CN tower this time. You know, it, the verdict, we were right there at it. The verdict was basically like, yeah, it's just an extra large space needle. Just like we've got here in Seattle. No big deal. Let's move on. Well, there's a restaurant up there. Yeah, I know. And there's one in the space needle too. That's yeah. true. There's one in the space needle. You I know, like the space needle. You know, I mean, I went, I got to admit that, I mean, I went to, I, I, it's always, you know, a whole bunch of cities have basically things that look like the Space Needle, like just towers like that well, with a little well, observation remember, area that, and a that, restaurant. Well, remember, and... the CN Tower is a lot taller than the Space Needle. Oh, yes, yes. For a while, it was the tallest freestanding structure in the world. It's not anymore. Yes, not anymore. But, but yeah, I mean, the CN Tower is a lot taller. I mean, it's oh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's definitely a lot taller tower it's a lot tower of course it's a top anyway yeah. it is taller yes indeed it is much taller than the space needle but i i you know i saw that it was some tv show i was watching um or movie or something uh that that showed some other city i, I forget which one it even was and they also had a building that looked space needle-ish and i realized they're actually like 
there are a bunch of these in different well, places. There, well, remember in the case of CN Tower, it's an actual telecommunications tower. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. that is a reason why there's a lot of buildings that kind of look like that because you know <clears throat> there 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 is you know you, if there, you have to a, build something like that anyway, you, and you're doing it in the middle of a city, you right. might as well make it look nice, and you might as well throw an observation yeah. deck and a restaurant on it. Right. Exactly. Now, <laughs> I mean, but it sounds like from your thinking that if you went to Paris, you'd look at the Eiffel Tower and you'd be like, ah, you know, it's another tall tower. Yeah. You know, exactly. There's a deck up there. So they need a we don't need to go up there. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Probably. Now, when I did go to Paris in high school, uh, uh-huh. we did go partially up the Eiffel Tower, but the top of it was closed due to winds. So I never got to the actual top. Like uh-huh. I got like to the the two thirds. They've got several observation. Decks. Yeah, they got I, several observations. Yeah. So I went to one of the ones in the middle, but not all the way to the top. I didn't go to the top, but. Well, anyway, uh, good, good, all right. good for you. Anyway, it was uh, for me, by the way, though, it was uneventful. Like my, my stepmom was really worried and had been, you know, sending notes for like months beforehand about all of the difficulties that were happening at the Toronto airport and how, you know, they were, they were losing bags. There were flights being canceled left and right. And, you know, their flights being canceled in other places too, but she was specifically concentrating on Toronto as having a bunch of issues. And, you know, there were newspaper reports about it and blah, 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 blah. And as it turns out, all of us who flew to Toronto had no issues whatsoever. Her plan was she was going to fly to Ohio to pick up her father, the one who I was talking about before, who's 98, mm-hmm. and then drive across the border from, from Ohio. Okay. That was the plan. It was her flight to Ohio from D.C. that ended up being canceled multiple times. Oh, Jesus. It was canceled, and then they put her on another flight, and then that flight was canceled, and then they were offering to put her on another flight. And after, like, the second or third time, and after staying at the airport 12-plus hours, blah, 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 uh, she was like, fuck it, I'm driving. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, so she, because because she was like, if one more flight gets canceled, I mean, what's I'm the not, point? Right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make it in time. Right. I, I'm right. not gonna right. get right. my dad. I'm not gonna make it to the wedding. Blah blah blah. So she's like, screw yeah, it. I'm driving. Twelve hours, you would have made it already. Yeah. So she hopped. She uh, waited till the next morning, and then uh, uh, hopped in the car, drove to Ohio, picked up her father, and then they drove to Toronto from there. Okay. So. She was like, it was a lot of driving, but, you know, I just was not going to risk waiting for yet another flight. Ah, well, okay. Well, you guys made it, it, you know. And it was fun. It was a nice wedding. You know, she looked beautiful. She cried a little. It was great. It was was fun. And we had, uh, uh, you know, and I I, I spent some time with, uh, with her grandfather, who, like I said, is just really cool. I've only met him like two or three times, but every time I've been like super impressed by the guy. So, okay, cool. And, uh, and also I, you know, I spent, I met a couple of her friends. I met, uh, you know, I, I spent some time with my mom and dad. Uh, you know, we were, we were warned, uh, to avoid politics talking to oh, uh, her, her, her fiance and now husband's, uh, parents and family, uh, because, um, yeah, they, they're, they are Canadian, uh, but they are, on the other side of the political spectrum and oh. yeah. So it is like, don't, don't like, don't like get into fights. No politics. Well, listen, so. listen, the rules at these all gatherings are no politics, no talking of religion. Basically. Yes. That's, Not- that's what I always got taught 
all of those just look, I mean, I, I just be nice and friendly and you know, your listen, kids are getting married. So suck it up and smile and yes, you know, shake yeah. your heads and yeah. Be nice yeah. To each other. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it, look. I mean, in Puerto Rico, that kind of stuff and like parties could degenerate degenerated into fist fights and and shit. You know, no. I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw more than one fight. You know, uh, develop over this. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, we always got taught don't talk about you know don't talk about either of those. Yeah, avoid makes problems. Sense. Yeah. And it went smoothly. It went smoothly. Okay, like, good. Yeah. The, the, the closest we got to that was actually something that my wife said, not to the husband's family, but to my dad, mm. <laughs> where she wasn't quite liberal enough for him. So, and he got a little tense for a while, but like, what? You know, then, then we took a walk and, and everything was fine. <laughs> Wait, say that again. How did it go? Uh, my, my wife is not liberal enough for my dad. Jesus Christ. And so she said something and that set him off a little bit and got him all tense. And, but then, you know, we just, you know, God. Okay. moved on to other things and it, well, everything well. was fine again, like half an hour later. <laughs> God, Jesus. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, I'm done. Your turn, Yvonne. Um, well, um, all right. I'm going to burst up the, the, the party here. Oh no. Um well it, it, here it, here's a I was probably going to talk about something else but then I had this conversation uh this afternoon with a woman in sales. Okay? Uh in a they work in a frontline sales role. Um, okay. Not in the US uh with executives and other people and so forth. Um and she mentioned something to me that while well, she was trying to close this deal, doing something with this customer, and that they had asked for uh for marriage. I'm like, what? What do you what the, do you wait? The the customer, the customer. Asked, asked her Yes marry her, remarry them. And I'm like, wait, okay. what? What? What the hell? And so like what the hell are you talking about? Like and so now now just completely okay. separate or like marry me and I'll do the deal. Not implicitly, no. Um, okay. No, I, I think the deal's still going through, but the, uh, let's just say that the guy was pressing for a date, a something. No, no, you work too hard at that company. You know, you need to. You know, you be with me. I'll set you up. Why are you doing anyway? Uh, so but, he was but, he was harassing her. Yes, but but I, she told me. That, um, how this now still, uh, is so common what that happens to her all the time. And then she explained to me that, look, she will not go to lunch with male customers unless somebody comes with her Uh that she just, because of shit that's happened. Okay. She just will not. Okay. And dinner, forget it. Okay, it's right. Not that. Not even you. Don't even fucking go there. And that she was on a call on a on a Zoom call 
the last couple, you know, I can't remember when this happened, where some people were talking about how attractive she was and whatever, and they asked if she had an OnlyFans account. Okay. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I, 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 I mean, I was just still at this day. We talk about all these fucking people, you know, making fun of like me too. And like whatever and blah, blah, blah. And all of this shit or whatever. And I hear all of this shit, shit that happened this week. Right. And I hear all these people fucking making excuses for, you know, fucking predators. Like, I don't know. There, there is this guy in football called Deshaun Watson. There's been a ton of controversy about this guy. This guy is a quarterback for the Houston Texans. Okay, and this no guy idea. was accused by 30 women of, of inappropriate behavior. Basically, he would go from massage therapist to massage therapist, and he would try to force them to have sexual acts with him. Okay? Oh, beautiful. He had been suspended for a long time, uh, and supposedly they made a deal to... to, to to suspend them and fine them about this. And and the original statement that was written said how, you know, he, he, he it, it didn't, it was very vague in terms of him taking responsibility for it, okay, or whatnot. Look, there was a, there was a hearing, okay, by basically a, a judge that was hired in order to arbitrate this, okay? But this was a person that was a judge. And basically, in the conclusion of it, she said, listen, it is incontrovertible fact that what this guy did this, okay? I mean, there is just not one shred of evidence to dispute the facts of this in terms of how he sexually assaulted these women, okay? And how he's just a repeat sexual assaulter, okay? Mm-hmm. And the guy goes on the fucking press conference, and he basically... You know, was still maintaining his innocence even after he said he was accepting responsibility, except the suspension. You know, th- th- this fucker just cannot own up to his shit. Okay, even after totally confronted with an overwhelming amount of evidence that he was lying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I was. It's well, just that I heard it today I'll, I'll, in a professional I'll, I'll, environment where I'm. I, 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 I just want to throw know, out there too. to be sales where you're dealing with executives corporate executives and these fucking people like still to the i mean they're acting like this yeah i mean first of all of of course all this stuff got a lot of attention a few years ago but you know changes just on the margins right the other article that was in the news uh, this is from august 18th that that ceo uh out here in seattle uh dan price uh, who was, uh, I don't know. Which company? At the, so it's, um, oh, what's his name? It's a stupid company. He's the one who uh, cut his own salary in order to make everybody at his company. Yeah, make yeah, at least yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember this guy. Yeah. What happened to, what, what the fuck is up with him? What happened? So, so, um, uh, the, so the New York Times headline uh, is social media was a CEO's bullhorn and how he lured women. Uh, he, he just, uh, resigned from his CEO position, uh, today after this article came out a couple days ago, although he still is like the majority stakeholder, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he's still whatever. Oh, like, but he's a passive investor now instead of the active management. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in, in any case, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's been, 
uh, charged of, you know, drugging women and raping them, Bill Cosby what? style. Uh, he's assaulted various other people. He's harassed people at the company, all kinds of stuff like this. Um, and, you know, so yeah, the New, the New York Times uh, uh, article, uh, you know, goes into all of this in detail. And apparently, like, most of this was actually known before. Apparently, earlier this year, he was also, like, uh, there was some kind of drunk driving incident as well that was also tied to something. Uh, he's the chief executive gra of Gravity Payments. Gravity Payments. Yeah, I just looked. Yeah. And so, yeah. So. They're, they're, Holy they're, shit. Yes. I'm reading. I mean, it's like this is I mean, he's being, you know, this is the, the this is not sexual assault. He's being accused. Yeah, you, you told me drunk. This guy's being accused of rape. Yeah. Fuck. This no, guy's a serial rapist. Yes. And all the other stuff too. But yes, at the top level. Yes, absolutely. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Um, and so, yes. Yeah. So, yes, this stuff is still not just happening, but happening all the time everywhere. And the... Is, is there more social stigma to it than there was before? Sure. But still not, still not enough that this guy can't go years before getting this level of attention, right? Like he's been able to successfully like brush this stuff under the rug multiple times before. I, I, you know, I am not one that has ever done anything that approaches any of this conduct, okay, in any way, shape, or form, okay? But here's the one thing. When I, I, when I heard about what women complained was behavior by men at the office, I took inventory of certain things that I did and just was, uh, tried to and be change. more. Well, yeah, well, I, I try to be more to make sure that, uh, I think sometimes, um, you know, you maybe made certain comments that, you know, some people, especially if they didn't know you very well, they, 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 they could seem very, you know, they were offensive and, yeah. you know, and, 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 it, and it's a thing of like some comments that maybe I didn't think they were offensive, but I took inventory of what, what women were saying and how they were feeling about certain things and how, uh, I, I may have done things that definitely that was not my intent, but definitely when I'm looking at it through the other person's, you know, put myself in their shoes, I realize, oh, this can't be good. Okay. And so, uh, I, I, I have gone and like tried to be far more, um, conscious about what we do and what we say and how to be more mindful and respectful of, of women in the workplace. Uh, specific, and I, I, I say about women because I think we, it, it, when there's a lot of men, it gets, you know, you get some, oh my God, you get this so sophomoric behavior sometimes that you kind of like become a part. I, I, I will say that a couple of times I became a little bit of a party to, um, without thinking how women felt. Okay. Mm -hmm. And realize that, you know what, you shouldn't do that. And in no, in no, nowhere, that I fall anywhere close to any of the stuff I've described. But my thing is that I'm like, look, if by doing that, people are not feeling welcome and comfortable, then I can't do that. Okay. 
And that's the inventory that I did. This, and, this is and, one and, key, and my, and, what I'm saying yep. is that that I, I struggle to understand how you know it's just that I, I'm realizing these people are predators, so they don't think the way that I am thinking. They are selfish, predatory pricks, and so my kind of thinking to them is anathema. Basically, mm. that's the problem. I mean, you're not going to have a predator change. They're going to, as I'm lo- looking over here, uh, basically try to use stuff to try to cover it up and hide it. And it seems like the fame that he got from the salary cut and this whole thing or whatever kind of enabled his behavior yep. even more. Um. What what I was going to say, just as 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 an important point for n- certainly this kind of thing, but also all kinds of things relating to racism and uh, marginalized groups of all kinds, disabled folks, uh, right. whatever. You know, the 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 key is when you think about some of these things, your the effect you have on others is what matters, not what your intent was. Exactly. Now that, we, we can exactly understand, right. we can understand like, okay, I didn't mean to cause offense and okay. But if you did, you have to realize, okay, maybe I didn't mean to call it cause effect, but I did. I maybe, apo- you apologize. Yeah. And you have to think consciously about not doing that again, how you avoid doing that. Yes. What, what you, you can't be like, oh, well, it's their problem that they're offended or whatever. No, no. Yeah, you, fuck them, whatever, you know, just, just, you know, and, and no. No, you figure out like, okay, I did something and maybe I didn't mean to, but it upset people. It made them feel uncomfortable. It did whatever. What can I do? To not do that again. How do I but, change myself? That doesn't work for these people. Yeah. These people are predators. They're selfish pricks. You know, they don't care. I mean, they're going out there and drugging and raping women. You mm-hmm. think they give a shit about this? No. They're fucking predators. Yeah. We got a long way to go. Shit. Fuck. This, this fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think what you said is is sort of a key to it. Like, if you if you recognize when you screwed up, and all of us have screwed up, yes. But if you recognize when you're screwed when you have screwed up, and then actively work to be better, then that's an entirely different world. Folks like this are not actively trying to be better. <laughs> they're they're trying to figure out how to get away with more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um Jesus. Okay. <sighs> anyway, wow. and you were you, and you were shocked because you had something like this happen directly with somebody you know and work with as well. Somebody I know, okay? Um yeah. and the thing is that it's just well, it's just that it happened this week. Right. And I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm like, it's still like, how the fuck do these people think this is still appropriate at this moment? Well, and there's the question, like, do they think it's still appropriate or do they know it's not and don't care? Mm. Tough. 
I think some people think it's still appropriate, and it's like everybody is being just too too whatchamacallit. Uh, too sensitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're all being too woke. Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. Yes. I think some people just think this is all fine and that we're all being too woke. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, that's all cheery. Uh, shall we uh, take a break and uh, get on to the scandals of the week? Uh, yeah. More okay. scandals. <laughs> Okay, we'll be back right after this. Do, do, do! This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. AlexMzilla is great. It's on YouTube. And it has lots of fun videos. AlexMzilla is awesome and great. I love his videos. And they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emsela is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do! Okay, here we are again. So, Yvonne, where shall we start? I mean, we we already had the raid last week when we talked about things. But, you know, since then, there have been reports that some of the stuff there was nuclear secrets. There were signals intel. Ah, uh, well, that's what I said. Remember? I, I, I know you were talking about launch codes and shit. You know, yep. I, and I, I don't know what that we still don't know specifically. I, say, I joked the launch codes. I was more material related to our nuclear weapons program. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, locations, the kind of strategic shit. Okay. Now that an enemy could use. Now to be clear, we still don't know for sure what any of these documents are. Some of the reports where people are saying, okay, they were looking for nuke stuff or whatever have actually, like if you read carefully have said it includes documents at this level of classification, which could include things like, and then list some stuff. But it sounds like they're, they were fairly sure there were, was nukes-related stuff. They were fairly sure there was stuff that Im- implicated, like, American signals intelligence stuff. Um, Which is, you know, yeah. I mean, that's serious shit. Uh, th- th- there are a few other things, but we, we don't know yet exactly what they are. The, the inventory that did get released basically just said, you know, a box of documents at this level of classification. You know, without saying what those documents Listen, were. It, it said that a lot of these documents were the type of documents that you were supposed to only review inside a secure room. Yes. Okay. I mean, which which is, you know, which is serious shit. So, uh, uh, by the way, uh, Mark Meadows, Mark, it was Mark Meadows, okay. came out today in some interview and basically said that this whole thing that Trump said about the standing order yeah, so let's is, let's bring that up. Bullshit. Yes, yes. One of the one of the many defenses that Trump World rolled out in the last week was that 
oh, there's nothing to worry about here because Trump had a standing order to automatically declassify anything he took. Right. And 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 that's been, you know, basically called bullshit by a lot of people involved. That that was that. that but the was the interesting, yeah, one of the interesting. I shouldn't say the interesting thing. One of the interesting things that's happened over the last week is it seems like Trump World's excuse for what is happening or what they did has changed practically every twenty four hours. The well, whole we sounds like normal. Yeah, I know. The, but the the whole well, everything was automatically declassified was just one day's worth of this story. <laughs> you know, uh, there there have been all sorts of other variants now. One of the things is if you look at the laws that the DOJ put on their on on the search warrant itself that they were investigating, um, none of them actually require the documents to be classified. Um, but it, it is definitely true that like the the sort of public, you know, how much people will care about this does somewhat depend on what the documents were. But the bottom line is. Even if none of this stuff was classified, Trump still wasn't supposed to have it. And he Correct. still was supposed to give it back when they asked for it. And Correct. he still lied when he they said he when he like signed documents or his lawyer signed documents saying that they'd already returned everything. Yep. You know, and now does it make a difference if it's just sort of stupid shit versus it's the super crazy sensitive material yeah it does make a difference but either it way it was still illegal especially if, if he shared it and it could turn into something related to to you know espionage because it which is a problem or you know look i mean or the type of shit what we're talking about where you know this stuff was at fucking mar-a-lago yes. not exactly the most secure place on earth let's be clear about this okay and he put this shit that could imperil uh, our nuclear, po our, our defense posture, uh, uh, intelligence assets, all this shit in that fucking place. Now, you know, one of the many excuses that another, another, uh, you know, yeah. and, and look, th this is like, you read some of these and it, it reads like it's a confession, you know, cause it, it's an explanation of what he did, but it's, it implies that he did in fact do it. Um, you know, it was basically like, look, the guy likes souvenirs. He, he kept a bunch of stuff that he thought was cool for exactly the purpose of walking around Mar-a-Lago and waving it in people's faces. Like, look, look at this cool thing. I have. thank you for confessing to the crime. <laughs> thank you. Oh, by the way, the, the other part was that apparently if I understood this correctly, yep. somebody clarified also that the stuff related to nuclear weapons could not be declassified by Trump just by himself. Right. That, yes, that because there are other laws that apply to anything nuclear that are, that they're that the whole notion that the president is the ultimate declassification authority does hold true for certain classes of material, but there are other things that are classified by law that have right. been passed by Congress that say this class of material is automatically classified. Right. And and so the nuclear stuff falls into that category. Yes. Yeah, so he could not declassify some of this shit anyway. Yeah. There's there's a defined procedure that certain groups of it's it's not a single person. There there it's is a way a to person. declassify nuclear information, but it 
it goes it's through not, a process. It goes through a process. So therefore, the, the, all the excuses related to this are all complete and utter bullshit. Okay? Every single I, thing that they've come up with, like the reason they come up with a new one every 24 hours is because they get thoroughly trashed as, oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, that's not true. No, that's not how the law works. No, that's not how classification works, etc. Now, I'm sure they'll end up making the case for some of these things, like when they go to court. But, you know, all of the experts weighing in are basically saying, yeah, none of none of those work. You know, that doesn't mean they're not going to try that defense if it comes to it. But it's all been really flimsy. So, Which brings us to the question. What do we, I mean, you and me, actually mm -hmm. think, what the hell was Trump doing here? Why did he take the stuff? Why did he not give it back? Like, there are, there's all kinds of speculation. What do we think is really going on here? Like, on the one hand, is, okay, he's got a bunch of stuff and he's going to sell it to the Saudis. And that's actually why Kushner got this big two point whatever billion dollar deal some time ago. And, and it's espionage outright. He's selling secrets. On the other hand, in the opposite side of the spectrum is he actually just wanted those souvenirs to wave around in Mar-a-Lago. And there's really not much, much more to it than that. And he didn't want to give them back because he thought they were his. Well, I think, uh, there's two things. One is that, look, he had no respect for the laws related to record keeping. None. Okay? None. We've heard about this since the beginning of his presidency. Right. And how everybody was just continuously scrambling about the fact that he kept fucking just breaking the laws related to president to, to records. Okay. Right. He just did not give a flying fuck. Okay. And so I think that that's one place where it starts. And he just decided, well, I just want to keep this information for me. Uh, just in direct violation of the law. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, and is there a possibility of him believing that he could extract some financial gain? I, it's possible. I, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if he thought, you know, hey, what the hell? I can get money for this. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, look, he went and he basically like, he has gone on more than one occasion, said shit that was inappropriate, to, we know, to Putin and to other foreign leaders. Yes. Showed intelligence that he shouldn't have shown, done to shit like that, basically to impress people. So what the hell makes you think that, it, and but especially in Trumpian fashion, which is in non-direct, non you know, uh, uh, not a direct transaction, to kind of show that and then to expect to get money somehow in return for his favor. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the way Trump operates. You know, yeah. one of the things that they were talking about in the Weaselberg uh, thing, and we, we, you just mentioned this, and we'll get to that later yeah. in detail, was that the thing that uh, the, the Weaselberg said that he did was like, he wasn't ordering people to make a change in asset values, but he would say, hey, there's a valuation there of a building that says, say, $100 million. He would make a circle and put a question around it. Mm -hmm. But people knew what the hell he meant. Whatever, right. you know, it's like, it needs to be higher. See, you know, back, backtracking slightly. Um, yeah, I at this point, absolutely nothing would surprise me. Like, if we found out there was actually a deal with the Saudis and money changed hands or whatever, I'd be like, okay, I, I guess so. Um, I, I'd still be shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised, right? But 
at the same time, I can completely see the other end of the spectrum too. Like one of the common ongoing themes throughout Trump's entire presidency is he just absolutely cannot conceive of the fact that the president is a servant of the people and not the other way around. He Correct. cannot conceive of the idea that everything was not directly, hey, I'm president, I can do whatever the hell I want because I'm in charge. He doesn't get the difference between a president and a king, and not only a you know a king like you know a constitutional monarchy kind that does nothing, but like you know a real like well, unitary I, king with absolute power. He he, well, yes. he does not get the idea, and so the whole notion that like the the papers that came in and out of the White House while he was president aren't his makes no sense to him at all. Of no. course they're his. Yeah, of course he can take them. He should be able to do whatever the hell he wants with them. Why are these stupid and people look, from the archives and the DOJ bug, bugging him about them? And listen, a lot of people that support Trump buy into this completely. One of the yes. things that I that I that I keep hearing repeatedly is this thing of uh, wh why do you, you know, we need to get rid of all the, uh, all this deep state that keeps not following orders. And I'm like, listen, the, 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 and I, and I was thinking about this a little bit and realizing, you know, what they're pissed off about is federal employees who swear an oath to the constitution of the United States and the law and following the laws, actually following the laws and not right. just following whatever the hell he says. And that, to them is what they consider the deep state so mm -hmm. people that will act according to their job and the law and not just what this hack says right yeah i mean and so could i believe the sort of and the most innocent scenario you can come up with for trump is he wanted these things as souvenirs and so he took them i mean he still broke the law but could I believe that that really is all there is to it, that he wanted these things? And when the, the feds came and said, give them back, he's like, no, they're mine. Right. I mean, th that was that was quoted in some of the reporting in this last week was that that was his response. His lawyers told him, you have to give this stuff back. And his answer was, no, they're mine, not theirs. It just it just boggles the mind. <laughs> I mean, why couldn't this asshole just do like everybody else that goes into office? I mean, why? Well, forget why? even that. No, no, like... no, no, no. What I mean, no, no, no. What I, what I mean by that yeah, is, listen. Yeah. Okay, you're incompetent. You're an idiot. Whatever. <laughs> just just listen. Just look at your your time is done. Now you're even more famous than you ever were. You could milk this for all the money you ever wanted without having to fucking break the law. I, I mean, the thing that's been pointed out, I mean, obviously there's all of these other investigations going on, January 6th, financial, whatever. But on this particular issue, if when the National Archives had first come to him, which was shortly after he left office, it wasn't, you know, it's been a long time now. And they'd said, sir, we believe you have this stuff. You need to give it back. Right. If he'd just given it back the it's first time, there, none of this would, we would, we would not be talking about any of this.
it would have been handled without any attention whatsoever yep. or with minimal attention, yep. you know, and, and it, it's just, Oh yeah, sorry. I, it was an accident. I didn't mean, I didn't know I shouldn't take this here. Have the stuff. Exactly. It, it, it would have been done, but no, instead he fights them on it. He refuses to give stuff back. And then at a certain point they're like, they, they insist strongly. And so he gives back some stuff but tells them that he gave them everything when he in fact did not. It's like, like, I mean, let's see which crimes did he commit? Not just that, but also obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. Also lying to federal officers. Yep. I mean, no, keep going. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I, I mean, you, you start thinking about it and it's like, is he really this dumb? And you're like, well, yeah, he is. I mean, the, the alternative, right, is that the reason he was so guarded about this is because he was selling them or doing something crazy or whatever. And and maybe, like I said, maybe at this point, I can't say that that's an impossibility. But at the same time, it is so damn plausible that he's just a stubborn asshole who refuses to follow the law because he doesn't believe it applies to him. I mean, I, I think that's where it starts, but I, I also think that again, his plan of gaining certain, gaining anything out of it was an indirect plan. Mm -hmm. Not, 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 you know, not somebody coming into his office and dropping off a suitcase with a hundred million dollars and him <laughs> giving him copies of the papers. No, it would be like, you know, they came in, look at this, look at how all this stuff is organized, look at this information, whatever. Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm selling the hotel over in Scotland. Oh, we'll give you $5 billion for it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's lost money for 20 years. And, and you mentioned, you know, sort of how insecure Mar-a-Lago is. Remember, there there was at least one incident where a spy was actually picked up in Mar-a-Lago. Yes! It a, it, I believe it was a Chinese spy who mm -hmm. had gotten in by claiming that, oh, I'm just going to the pool. Right. And then they found her, like, going through offices or something. I, I forget exactly. the details. You know? <laughs> and they, they caught that one. But, you know, the other thing that we've said, like, practically from the beginning of the Trump presidency, is... Any foreign intelligence service worth anything? Oh would my be, God! Would be would all be idiotic. Over the I mean, all all, all they have to do is, all they have to do is buy a damn membership. Exactly, and, and then he'll hang out. Sell you one? Yeah, he gladly will. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, and, and so yeah, and so if you, you oh, so who who snitched? Oh, who snitched? Oh yeah, because now it seems to be well. It, it, I think it, this is the paranoia and their group setting in right now. No, no, yeah. there is paranoia here, but the the documents that the things that DOJ has said themselves indicate there are people who told them there are oh, witnesses. Oh yeah yeah, 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 no, no, no. But 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 the and thing plural, is, plural witnesses. Yeah. There's more than yes. one. Yes, yes. And so like. I've seen a bunch of speculation. A bunch of people think, oh, it's got to be Secret Service because they're there all the time. They see everything. But fundamentally, they swear an oath as law enforcement personnel. 
And if right. they saw something illegal, it is their duty to report it. Uh, and so Secret Service must might be one of them. Then I've seen people saying, oh, well, you know, staff, like it's the housekeeper or something right. like that at Mar-a-Lago. Could be anybody like that. Right. Um, and then the most recent is apparently people thinking that it's actually a family member. I saw um, uh, Cohen. Uh, what's his name? Cohen. Baron? Right? Yeah, I, I, I joked it might be Baron on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, but that would be um, cool. But uh, uh, Cohen, what's his first name? The the lawyer, the uh, Michael, Co- I think Michael, Michael Cohen, Michael, Michael Cohen. Yeah. Um, Michael Cohen uh, has been on social media and on his podcast and stuff saying he thinks it's Kushner. Um, but but other people are saying, oh, it, it's got to be somebody family because who else would know all the details that you know, of where it was, what was in it, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, who do you think? Who, who's the snitch? I think that you may be onto something about the Secret Service, especially with all the scrutiny they've been having about all the shit that's been going on. By the okay. way, just to be clear, I wasn't the first one to say that. I'm parroting other people, but yeah. Oh, well, I mean, is, is, you said it here. I, pretty, I figured yes, that you yes. did hear it somewhere else. But I think it does make a lot of sense that it would be Secret Service. I think that makes a lot of sense, too. Um, now, that's not to discount the possibility that there aren't other witnesses. They have said it does appear to be multiple. So they might have heard it from several different sources. Um, you know, and there's, there's also questions of like... Um, uh, you, you mentioned the the former chief of staff is saying, oh, there was no such class declassification order. He might also be somebody who knew some of this stuff, right? True. And they, he's got a lot of pressure on him. And so maybe he's flipping um, about this or other things, right? Maybe it was DeSantis. <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe it was DeSantis. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he would have. Well, it, it, it is completely in his interest. There were all kinds of like jokes and cartoons and whatever of DeSantis being thrilled about this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> you know, great. Put him in jail. Yes. Uh, but there was also there, one of these right wing networks. There was a news anchor or whatever <laughs> interviewing somebody and it was specifically like, OK, now everybody, you know, they're clearly going after Donald Trump. But don't worry. He can still run for president if he's indicted. And in fact, he can still run for president even if he's in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't think they can swear him in if he's in jail, right? I I don't see why not. I mean, are we going to go and like let him out? Well, if they're federal charges, as soon as he's sworn in, he can pardon himself. Right, but that he would have to be sworn in first. I mean, doesn't yeah, he have you, to show up? Well, no, Isn't they can there... come to him. You, no, it, no, no. It, you can take the oath of office anywhere. You don't have to like be any place specific. That's true. If he's elected, he becomes president at noon on January 20th, regardless of anything else. He yeah. doesn't actually even have to say the words of the oath. He's already president. Okay. Um, but it, look, if we get to that point, my God, I, 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 we are I in so I, much I, fucking trouble. Listen, I, I, here, here's the bottom line. I've already looked at some of the polling right now where, where it's like Biden versus Trump. Listen, yeah. even with Biden's opinion ratings, like, you know, low, uh, Biden crushes Trump. 
it, it almost every poll I've seen, like, you know, lately that exists. There's not a lot of them. Yeah. But but it, Biden crushes Trump. And that's like with shitty approval ratings right now. So yeah. I, I really think that, you know, the likelihood of Trump coming back and defeating Biden, I really think is very low. I, I don't. I, I just I mean, I, I, I and I. I, once again, I am late. I got to get an electiongraphs.com up and running in the next couple months. I'll, I'll get to it. Because um, uh, there are a bunch of state-by-state -state polls already as well. Um, anyway. Uh, so now he's trying to find lawyers. Apparently he finally found one that said yes to him uh, after having a whole <laughs> bunch of people say no. Uh, but his existing lawyers have not been doing well. Um, they don't know anything about any of this. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not qualified. So, you know, so I mean, this moves along. Yeah. Okay. So, shall we talk about some of the others? Uh, let, let's, uh, what, what's happening with the New York case? Like it, it seems like, okay. so, so I read today so some more detailed articles about this plea. Yeah. And and there were it, it kind of like more explains a little bit the thinking of the New York the new uh district attorney and why Start he, with what actually happened. What what is what happened? Well, well what happened is look after a, a very long negotiation <clears throat> Weaselberg pled guilty, okay? To 15 charges of fraud and with the sentence to be withheld until after the trial of the Trump organization, where he has to admit that he committed this level of fraud. Now, the one thing about this is that he has held steadfast and completely refused to testify against Trump in any right. way, shape, or form. Um, and so, and this is why this is dragged out for so long, because he has refused to, he has completely, completely refused to roll over. Okay. Uh, they have him completely. I mean, his case for tax evasion and fraud is straight up. I mean, it's, 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 it's so easy to prove. It's, it's just, just it's comical. Okay. Because. The main thing is that this guy received compensation that that he never declared as income, period. And he was the CFO of the company and gave himself that compensation. And right. he was not ta he was not being taxed on that and it being declared as his compensation, period. End the story. And he was the guy in charge of the books. So he gave himself millions without it being compensation. Right. I mean, th th <clears throat> this being a vendetta, trumped up charges, whatever, is just complete fucking nonsense. The guy is straight guilty debt to rights. And it was a massive fraud. And it's something that they had done for everybody at, you know, at Trump, you know, in the Trump organization. And so now they kept... I mean, they knew they had him to rights and they've got all of this mountain of evidence and they kept waiting for him to, you know, admit to the other run doing. 
But this guy refused, 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 refused to crack. Right. Just completely would not. Now, the one thing is that, um, and this is, this is the reason going back to why did the, the, the DA for New York decide not to prosecute you know, stop the investigation, the presentation yeah, they, for the criminal charges for Trump was because they had been counting on this guy rolling over mm-hmm. and the guy just wouldn't. And so he was like, look, without this guy rolling over, there is no way to get that criminal case going. This just isn't a way. So, well, the, 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 I the mean, end, the, this is one, this now, is one place where the, the old prosecutor and the new prosecutor disagreed and a whole bunch of people quit because of it, because there, there was a group of people who thought we can make the case without this, but the new guy in charge was like, no, you can't very hard. Um, but actually the one thing that I was reading today was that the old prosecutor expected this guy to eventually roll over. Right. And when it was clear that he wasn't, then what they did is right now they've got the admission of guilt, which helps them in the case against the Trump organization. Okay, right at this point. And he has agreed, um, he he is going to testify against the organization. He just won't testify against Donald, Donald Trump himself or any other family members. Right. And so that's where this is at right now. Um, I mean, I, I, am, I am bewildered. Uh, to the level of, I mean, loyalty. Just, yeah, that this guy is displaying to him. But I guess at this point, with uh, you know, these investigations moving at the rate that they have been going, and with it seemingly not getting real cooperation from any of these fucking guys. I mean, especially you know. The biggest thing about this is, I mean, you got the guy that controlled the books. I mean, you should have this guy dead to rights. And most times these guys roll over. But this son of a bitch just even in the face of. And the deal, the deal here, if I understand it correctly, um, is usually these kind of financial crimes. It's it's all obvious in the documentation, Mm -hmm. uh, but all the documentation has this guy's name on it, not Donald right. Trump. Right. And so yeah. the open question is, can you How prove does this that, connect? Did Donald Trump direct this activity or was, uh, what, how do you say his name? Weisselman? What? Weiselberg. 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 Was Weiselberg like going rogue and doing all this illegal stuff and Donald Trump knew nothing? Oh, of course. He went rogue. You know, and... You know, as as long as Donald Trump can sort of avoid having his fingerprints on the actual legal documents and this guy doesn't flip and say, I did it at Trump's direction, then you. It makes it very hard. It makes it harder. Yeah. And um, now, why do you why do you think he's so loyal? Why wouldn't he flip? He's he was facing like years and years of jail. And they they negotiated it down for five months just for what he was going to give them on the Trump organization. Like, why would they even get like, assume that 
like, even if they knew he wasn't going to ever break, why not throw the fucking book at him? Why are they giving him this deal? Well, the reason they're giving him the deal is because they believe they need the testimony in order for the cri- uh, trial to get the org. Trump, uh, to, to get the org. That's exactly right. And the reason why they withheld actually sent, well, they made the deal, but the sentencing is not going to happen until after he testifies against the Trump organization. Right. Confirms that. So therefore, you know, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't just get it like right now automatically. If he shows up to the fucking trial and then doesn't do what he was supposed to do, then they can throw the book at him at that point. So now, but but why do we think he like didn't flip? Like, is it just like pure personal loyalty? Like, it's got to be more, right? I mean, they could have sent him. I, I have know. seen people be like this just out of pure personal loyalty. I'm you don't a, think you don't think Trump has something over him that he's scared of more probably, than he's scared of the feds? I think that if you've seen with everybody that Trump deals with that is close, he has both things. It's like he holds something over them, but also they they for some reason like desperately want his approval. But at the same time, he holds something over them as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. Like the the Trump org stuff alone could is potentially devastating right like you know i saw yeah. another report in the last couple of weeks that um new york is considering what they they call the corporate death penalty of basically yeah. dissolving the company and taking all its assets yes you know i mean this um, mysterious stuff it's like the kind of stuff like what happened to enron hell yeah and you know that would certainly like even if you weren't like throwing Trump in jail for that or Ivanka or Don Jr. or any of those folks, you know, if, if you completely like pull the Trump organization out from under them, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I guess the, the testimony it's October, right? The trial for the organization. Yes. October. So, yes. So so things will move along. And and of course, you probably got to assume that, you know, anything that happens will get appealed and it'll it'll stay in court for years yet. We're not actually going to see this thing resolved this year, right? No. Oh, hell no. Yeah, no. This is going on. Okay. And then the the Georgia stuff. (laughs) Um, Rudy testified. Rudy testified this week, but we don't know if he actually actually answered questions or pled the fifth or what we, his his lawyer's not telling. And of course the grand jury itself is secret, so they won't tell. Listen, the, 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 the comment that I saw that I I believe you also shared was if he said, if he did anything other than plead the fifth, he's insane. Right. But it is Rudy. So So who knows? Who knows? I mean, you don't know. He could have gone off. He could. Yes. Yeah. I I believe I have said on this show before, if there is anybody in this whole damn story who's going to do the thing where he's like, damn right. I called the code red. It would be Rudy Giuliani. Yes. He would be the number one guy. Yes. To do that. I mean, he's done that already on TV multiple times. Yes. Um, and meanwhile, they're trying to get Lindsey Graham to testify too, and he's fighting it in court, and they've gone back and forth, and Lindsey has lost at two levels so far. Uh, yeah, I don't we'll, think he's got. I, I think he's kind of screwed. He's going to have to wind up testifying. So, 
Yeah. I mean, he can he delay it more by more appeals? I guess Maybe. Probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. But yeah, but he's not getting anywhere with this. Yeah. So so Lindsay's gonna have to talk and apparently you know, they, they've brought in all kinds of other local people as well. I guess the even the governor, they're they're going back and forth with the governor as well in terms of his testimony. Uh, you know, this is kind of a race, right? <laughs> you know, we we've got we've got potentially oh so, so before I say the race on like Donald Trump stuff, uh I was listening to commentary on the Georgia case that, you know. It seems sort of straightforward that like, look, we've got the recording of Donald Trump calling this guy and trying to intimidate him and, you know, find me 18,000 votes or whatever it was. Um, And that seems like fairly straightforward. But there are all kinds of things that actually make that harder to pin down against a specific crime. Donald Trump was surrounded by lawyers when he said that. It was, you know, there are other ways there are ways you could interpret it as not making him not asking him to make up votes, but just like, Hey, go do, go do the due diligence and like find the fraud. Right. Uh, but apparently some of the stuff that Rudy was done, was doing was much more straightforward. (laughs) So it's like, you know, they could go after Rudy more easily and he's already been told he's a target of that investigation. Um, but now to the race stuff, like, Okay, we got the we got the financial stuff in New York. We've got the January 6th investigation going full steam ahead and obviously also targeting Donald Trump at this point. We've got the he stole documents in at, in in Mar-a-Lago going on. We've got the Georgia election interference stuff going on. That's that's five different things right now that are all sort of zeroing in on Trump and different ones of them are different levels of seriousness, different levels of strength of the case, uh, different levels of how hard it would be to prove. But, you know, it seems like finally, after years and years and years, we're in, we're in a situation where one of these has got to hit, right? Right. I, 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 listen, there. I, I don't see how one of these does not hit. I mean, you've got some very determined prosecutors uh, in a whole bunch of places. And if you think about it in the Georgia case specifically, look, they, those guys already beat Trump. Basically, they, they, you know, the guys in Georgia, you know, the governor, the secretary of state, all those guys were not were not edged out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that investigation is going full throttle. Yeah. Now, and, and that one, it, it seems like it's one of the probably most egregious cases. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's just so many of them. There's just how the hell, you know, I mean, can he skate them all? I guess it's possible. The man has been known to do this. But shit. Come on. Get this fucker on one of these. Come on. Yeah. And, and obviously we've talked about all kinds of other things as well, (laughs) you know, but these are the, these are the ones that seem to be actively doing something right now. I mean, well, there's the other one. I mean, in New York, we didn't talk about that one. I mean, but, but because there hasn't been developments, but you know, the, the, the one that, the that the state attorney general is doing in in New York. Well, that's a fraud. 
which is not the trial of the Trump organization. Those those are two different ones. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Before we pass on from scandals, uh, I do want to make sure we, we, we do at least mention the, the, the country that has so much worse problems than what we were just talking about with Donald Trump and all that. Well, you know, because a crisis because in Finland, I mean, they've got a crisis. I don't know what they're going to do. The prime minister of Finland was caught dancing. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. And and apparently she, she had a few drinks and danced. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know how the hell impeachment proceedings haven't started already. And and this is clearly on a scale unimaginable. Like you you talk about everything Donald Trump has done. Nothing Uh, even comes close. So I had not followed this person before. or, or I mean, I read about this a few days ago. I didn't even share it because I was like. Oh, I saw the video a even... few days ago and I, I didn't share it either. Cause I was yeah. like, Oh, whatever. You know? Oh, whatever. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously. Um, but, um, I, I, then I started trying to Google to see, Hey, has she done something to serving this controversy? Has she been, I don't know, like, you know, just doing stuff that, um, uh, that, uh, deserves uh scrutiny in terms of like is she um you know doing stuff that is she's being investigated illegal you know what i'm saying any scandals i couldn't find any nothing uh and so i mean her her name her name is santa martin by the way santa martin yes um you know, I mean, she's in her, she's super young. I mean, she's in her thirties and, uh, I mean, to be clear, I mean, I, she's, if, uh, at that age, uh, when I was, I, I mean, I, I was, a, uh, I mean, uh, I will say, you know, the, the job I held at, at HP as an executive was definitely a much higher level job than what I hold like right now. And I will say that, oh, I was doing this kind of shit all the time. <laughs> I mean, if, if there was social media back then, so you'd have like be like plastered with videos of this shit wall to wall. So I, I'm like, I don't know what the hell the big deal is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it, you know, you had the same thing. Um, if you remember, uh, there was a video of AOC dancing before she oh, was in Congress. My God, yes. The whole thing about it. And people were going nuts about that as well. And it's like, and, I, and we were like, both like, what, uh, what the fuck is the deal? So AOC like dancing, you know, and, and just, just to be clear, there are, you know, there are people who do things that are worth, I mean, well, like we, we were talking about the sexual harassment stuff at the beginning of the show, right? That that's a real thing. Right. You know, Madison Cawthorn was doing all cra- kinds of crazy shit. Oh, um, fuck. Jesus, that asshole. You know, the, the, um, the, what, what's the other guy down there in Florida who was getting in trouble for oh, the underage uh, woman? Uh, gets. Get, gets. You know, those are real things. It's not, it's not just, oh, okay, young kid partying. No, no, they're, they're committing crimes. They are doing things that are unethical. They are doing whatever. You know, the woman, was at a party and dancing and having fun. Yep. You know, really the nerve, the nerve of her. 
and, and you know, I, and I know there is this sort of vision that like leaders should be, I guess, stoic in some way and always serious and always on call and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and really, do, do you need that all the time? No. And especially like, okay, look, if, 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 if you are in charge of one of the countries that has nuclear weapons and you've got your finger on the button and the guy following you with, following you with the suitcase, maybe there's a case to be that you shouldn't be like completely smashed out drunk. Okay. Because some situation could come up in a hurry and you have to make important decisions. Um, but even then, let them relax. Let them have a little fun. It's fine. They don't have to be serious all the time. And, you know, if... And Finland doesn't have that particular issue. I mean, well, they've got other issues. You know, maybe there there's still things that could happen at any time of day, right? But... Um, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The, whole, it's, the it's outrage ridiculous. is ridiculous. Completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's take a quick break. We will be back. And uh, what, what, what were we going to do? Oh, election 2022. We will be back after this. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No! Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff! Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. One hundred billion! Billion dollars! Even though you don't have anywhere near a billion dollars! If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Corner! That's really mean, isn't it? I hate curmudgeons corner, but I really do! Okay, we are back. So, election twenty twenty two. Shall we start with uh, with Cheney, Yvonne? Well, I mean, yeah, but there's not much to say. I mean, she lost. She lost. Everyone expected she would lo- lose. Uh, she knew she was going to lose. Uh, she won by eh, one. She lost by almost forty percent. It was a complete and total blowout, and. Nobody expected anything different. Um, and yeah, it, she, and the, one of the things she said, right, is like, I, I won my last primary by like 70%. I could have done it again. But in order to do that, 
I would have had to go along with a lie. I would have had to enable Donald Trump and this craziness. And, and I wasn't willing to do that. Mm. Um, well, I, what I will say is that um, the 30%, e- even though it, it was boosted by some Democrats, if that's not concerning to Republicans, I don't know what the hell is. Because it, it really means that a, a very hardcore group definitely is like, you know, this is bullshit. There is definitely that. Um, and so I, 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 this is one of the things we're, we're talking about, the effects of this January 6th uh, hearings mm-hmm. and how maybe it, it, it's, you know, like I said, it's not this uh, code red moment, but it, it, it does fray support. There's just no, for all this shit, there's just no other way of looking at it uh, that based on, and if you look at the other, um, you know, elections that happened in the, in the primaries, there, it seems that that is happening and the, and the polling data that's come out and other stuff. There's just a lot of, you were talking about the Washington races, for example, Washington state and in Washington state, Republicans were expecting to have done a hell of a lot better than they did. Mm -hmm. And the numbers were bad. They were just really bad, way worse than they expected. And so when you combine those those factors, and then what happened in Alaska as well, Sarah Palin couldn't fucking win. Yeah, I don't think she she wound up just you know being locked out of you know for the for the election because the jungle primary I think in Alaska, if I remember correctly, it's, it, it's it's different. It's 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 a jungle. Uh, it's jungle, but also ranked choice voting. Right, um, and they they couldn't have the final results because the ranked choice. You know, they're waiting for that part. Yeah. So I forgot about that. But but still, she did, it didn't look good for her like right now at this point. And Murkowski. Well, yeah. Let, let, like me, let, was, uh... let, let, wait, let me just say a little bit more about Palin. Yeah. It looks like it might be possible for the Democrat to actually come across uh, ahead of the of her. And this, by the way, this is a special election right now. Right. So this is not a primary to see who runs in November. Right, this is a special election. This is a yes. special election for the end. So that either somebody is going to win and go to Congress like the next week, right? Right. Um, and it it's possible if a certain set of circumstances with the rank choice thing, which will take a couple weeks to be final, that um, that Sarah Palin will actually lose and the Democrat will win. That will, that will be really shocking. But even if it... Even if that doesn't happen, it looks like the Democrats going to be a lot closer than anybody thought they were going to be. Right. Um, and that seems to be the pattern that's that's with uh, the Washington state stuff as well. Let me let me let me get that article real quick for. Um, da, 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 da. OK, the article and this this just backs up what I said on the podcast last week, actually. Um, but its internal emails show Washington Republicans fell far short of legislative primary targets, mm-hmm. uh, August 18th, 2022 in the Seattle times. And basically they got a hold of, uh, uh, some internal, uh, conversations amongst the Republicans, uh, basically talking about how much worse they did than they thought they were going to do in the Washington state legislative uh, races. And like you said, the, 
Uh, Alaska is telling the same story. There are a few other places that have these um, these jungle primaries and a couple other special elections. Um, now, we still got a little bit of time before November, and the Democrats still have a lot of uphill to go to actually retain the House. But there definitely seems to be some stuff going on here. The other thing that relates to this, uh, and we talked about this a little bit in terms of Kansas, uh, in terms of yes. how many women are registering to vote. Right. Um, that pattern, uh, there have been a number of people who've been pulling numbers across the country. Uh, Kansas was by far the biggest effect so far because they had that referendum on abortion on the ballot for with, along with the primary. Uh, but in like many, many states and specifically many of the critical swing states, um, there have been significant excesses of women over men registering to vote. Um, now, can you automatically assume that, okay, all these women that are registering to vote are Democrats? Of course not. However, given the environment, you can be like, okay, What's motivating the women to register more than the men? I don't know. Uh, 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 they were handing out uh, free uh, 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 samples of uh, of 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 uh, uh, panty liners. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, is yeah. That no, it? Obvi is obviously, that, that... it's gotta it's gotta be the abortion issue. Right? Oh, that's what it is. That that's what it is. And also, by the way, there was another. There was a Fox News poll that I saw uh, that they were talking about the shifts towards the Democrats in various demographics. Uh, but specifically, they mentioned that men had moved a couple percentages towards the Democrats. Hmm. But fathers had moved more than 20% towards the Democrats. Hmm. Which I, I saw some of those numbers and I'm like, does that even make sense? But, uh, and at first I was like, is this real? But I saw enough people reference it that I'm like, okay. So there's an apparently some sort of effect there too. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, back, back to Cheney just for a second. Um, there has been some talk of, will she run for president? Now, That'll be interesting. I, I have a couple of thoughts on this. Um, First of all, if she runs in the Republican primary, she will be absolutely crushed completely oh, and totally. Oh, that, there's no doubt about it. And I but, think expect that. But, 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 but the question is, can she, like assuming Donald Trump also runs, can she be a thorn in his side, causing problems for him and just being a pain, even if he ends up crushing her? Well, imagine like, the debates. Like, exactly. Is there going to be a primary debate with Trump and Cheney up on a stage somewhere? You know, and how would that go? <laughs> you know, now I am under no illusions whatsoever that a Cheney candidacy inside the Republican pr primary system would go anywhere at all. She, she would get destroyed. But can she do something interesting in the meantime? Um, I also saw someone saying, well, of course she knows that if she ran in 2024, she would get crushed. But maybe she's playing a long game, figuring out, figuring that 
all of this Trumpism at some point will destroy itself and implode and whatever. And she's positioning herself for a new revived Republican Party in 2028 or even 2032. You know, um, I don't know. Um, and then other people have point, said, well, what if she just runs as an independent? Um, eh. And the thing is, I, I, you know, I feel like her main goal, and she's said this, she has said this explicitly, that at this point, her main goal is, is to, to stop Donald Trump, is to stop Donald Trump, is to do whatever she can to make sure that man is never president again. Yep. And if she, she can only thought, accomplish that by running as a Republican, period. Yeah. And like if she ran as an independent, there's a chance that she'd actually help him win. Yeah. And I don't think she'd put herself into that no. position. No, 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 no. She's not going to do that. Yeah. So, so uh, okay. We get, we, we talked Cheney. We talked Palin, which by the way, like if Palin pulls this out, like I, I thought, I thought we were rid of her. <laughs> I thought we, we really would never have so to hear too. from again. I mean, fuck. And now she's yeah. going to, she potentially is going to come back in Congress, you know, Jesus Christ. and you know, and the thing is once upon a time you could have easily said, okay, she's going to be the craziest one there. Not anymore. Oh God. Not by a mile. I mean, you yeah, know, she's got her issues and lots of them, but like, I mean, the first Bobert issue is that she's and... a, she's a dumbass. Yeah, we, yes. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we've got so many at this point that are just absolutely, I, I don't even know how to describe them, right. you know, but the, the absolute crazies on the Republican side, uh, are, are just outright scary and dumb and whatever. And Sarah Palin evil would people, not be man. in the top. I mean, 10. these people are evil. I mean, you know, the shit that you hear them say is just plain evil shit. Mm-hmm. So, so one, one more, um, uh, election 2022 thing. Um, there, there's an analysis posted in, uh, by David Byler in the Washington post on August 19th. Um, and one of the things that he, he went and tracked all of Trump's endorsements because we had talked a bit ago and you mentioned just a last segment about how he didn't get his preferred candidates in Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, at least not all of them. Uh, but uh, Byler went and actually counted all of the Trump endorsed candidates. Yeah. Um, and Trump Trump's people won 94 percent of the time. Um, and of and of the the ones that voted against him for impeachment, uh, he got 80, 86% of the ones that uh, he did there. Um, so it, for a while at the beginning, it was sort of looking like mixed results at this point. Uh, it seems like, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm going to use the word again and I apologize, but the crazies who Trump has been endorsing the ones who have been, all in on the quote unquote big lie about how the election was stolen for Trump, uh, stolen from Trump. Well, uh, have won in over and over and over again on the Republican primary. Now, one of the big questions that we've talked about before is winning in the primary does not mean winning in the general. 
But now, here, in, but here's the other. He, but here's the other thing about this. It's kind of yeah. hard to like look when you've got. Okay, how many people Trump endorsed? Well, he also endorsed a lot of incumbents as well, people that have been sucking up to him. And in in most cases, most of those people win. So, so it's, so, it, it's, wait, wait, it's so more the, important the, the, to look the at article the actually breaks, The article okay. actually breaks that Okay, down, so they have that break because it's important. So, so here we go. Uh, Trump endorsed 39 candidates in open seats or in races that were incumbent versus incumbent. So this does not count places where he endorsed an incumbent. Um, out of those 39, only three of them lost. Um, 18 okay. were close wins. Um, 17 were landslide wins and one was uncontested. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, so, uh, and, and of the, of the 10, um, house members who voted for impeachment, um, Four of them lost their primaries. Um, two of them retired after Trump backed their challenger. Uh, two of them retired due to redistricting. Right. Um, one did not face a Trump endorsee and won his primary. And one actually won their primary against a, a, a Trump endorsee person okay but here here's one thing going back to the original numbers you said yeah, yeah. 15 other races were close correct uh 18 close 18, 17 18. landslide okay so so here's the thing about it going back again to uh, uh you know the last few years this has been a recurring thing that i've said since everything is one at the margins when 18 of mm -hmm. the races when half the races are basically razor thin wins for right. trump that's not that great. Okay. Especially when he is posing, th this is being posed as me against the world. Because mm -hmm. this isn't like the typical, hey, Obama endorsed some, a Democrat or whatever. And I'm like, the other guy won. Well, whatever. We're all Democrats. We're going there. This is either you're Trump or either you're for Trump or you're against him. This is the way this is working. Mm hmm. So th that's why, to me, uh, unless you're landsliding all of these, it means that people are, you know, the people that there there is the, a the non trivial there is a non trivial chunk of the Republicans who would very much like Trump to go away. Yes, like they, they, and that's they, and that's they a like, problem. They like some of the things he accomplished in office. They would like right. somebody else to do those same kind of things, but. They would rather not have actually Donald Trump himself because he's got so much baggage. They they would love to have a DeSantis or somebody instead who they see as Trumpy enough and would in would do Trumpy things in terms of policy and in terms of you know courts and you know various things they would like to have done, uh, but would not be Donald and everything that goes along with that. There's a significant chunk of Republicans in that bucket, but from everything I've seen, um, they're not enough of them. Like if he decides to run, he is still absolutely the front runner. You yeah. know, I, I could easily see like if, if he, as the expectation at this point is he is going to announce his candidacy in the next couple months. He's been telegraphing that now, maybe he won't, but he's been saying that, that, you know, 
The only question is when does he do that? So there are a couple of possibilities at that point. One is that so many of the other candidates are scared of that, that he clears the field. And it's basically just him running and maybe like Cheney trying to make a point or something. Um, the other is a bunch of people still run. Um, but if, if a bunch of people still run, I could see it playing out very much like, you know, 2016 did where, you know, people try to go up against him, but just fail <laughs> repeatedly. And like people have already said, like DeSantis has to decide fairly early on, is he actually going to run flat out to win or is he just lobbying to be vice president under the next Trump presidency? I, I doubt it. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, but, uh, any, <laughs> well, we talked about only the Republicans. Uh, oh yeah. You Anything. know, uh, well, the, the one, uh, uh, uh interesting, uh, thing that i've seen on the democratic side you're talking about here in the state of florida where okay. the, the, the election the, the primary isn't over yet but um people are actually all of a sudden turning optimistic about the chances of actually beating DeSantis. uh the, 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 wait DeSantis or or rubio or somebody uh, well well both it, okay. look it, 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 actually uh, you know so uh Right now, uh, the Democratic primary for governor has Charlie Crist. Okay. Okay. Yep. Was a Republican and former governor of Florida, uh, who who he switched parties to Democrat. And Nikki Fried, who is the she she is currently the the only person holding a uh, state statewide office as a Democrat. Uh, she's agriculture secretary. Okay. Okay. That's an elected post. Um. And so Nikki Fried's a lot younger, uh, uh, you know, uh, Democrat. She's been she's been hammering Chris over his positions before he turned into a Democrat. But polling expects that Chris will win. Now, the thing is that uh, Ron DeSantis recently removed uh, and many call it illegally and it's going to be challenged in court. There's a prosecutor in Tampa that was elected and reelected. Okay. He removed them because he said that he was not going to be prosecuting, uh, crimes such as the, the, you know, related to the, uh, uh, abortion law that passed in the state of Florida, that mm -hmm. he was going to decline to do so. And he removed them from office and it's going to go to court because the, the governor did not follow the process to do this. Uh, there, there, there's never been anybody. The governor has a, 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 a right to, to suspend and remove those posts, but it usually follows. Well, it's supposed to follow a finding of some wrongdoing by the person. Right. Okay. Uh, there was no such thing. He just removed them um, because he didn't agree with them like right now. Uh, and they're saying that probably that for a lieutenant governor, uh, if Charlie Chris wins the primary, he may appoint this guy who DeSantis took out for opposing his abortion stance on the ticket, which mm. they are thinking that right now because of what the hell is going on like right now, especially how this is uh, turning voters out 
that it might work. And the other thing that it might work, and, and we were talking, one of the, the podcasts that I was listening, talking about this race today, is that, look, uh, the voters over here don't care about ticking off the the race boxes right now. Yes, it's two white guys, okay? Mm-hmm. But Val Demings uh, is... Uh, is a black former chief of police that is the person that is going to be facing off against uh, Rubio. Okay, so you have a diverse ticket in that in that sense, but that the the whole theme right now is that Val Demings looks is looking very good against Rubio right now. Now, now, just to just to be clear, I I just looked at uh, the polling for both governor and senator there. Uh, the Republicans in both cases are still significantly ahead. There've been a couple that, polls that there, have been good for Let, let me tell you Democrats, something. Here, now, there, there's a one thing. One of the polls that came out recently, okay, that showed Val Demings ahead was from a polling, co- uh, one of the pollsters, one of the few pollsters that, is, that has gotten Florida right repeatedly, okay? Mm. University of North Florida, okay? And it did show that DeSantis was ahead. Okay, for against I, either either the either adversaries, but it showed Val Demings beating Rubio, and everybody's like, "Whoa, what the hell?" Um, because they've been pretty accurate in times past, more accurate than most other pollsters are are coming out. So that was an eye opener when I saw that. I did not expect any poll to show that, and when that came out, we we're like. Wait, what? And yeah. so, um, I, I mean, I mean, that just puts be, that yeah. puts that puts Rubio. Rubio knows that he's got problems. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I mean, just to be clear, I mean that is an outlier right now, but it might be a sign of things to come. The other thing I wanted to throw out there, just on well, plus there hasn't there hasn't been that much polling of that. There has not uh, been by their races. So let's be clear, the, yeah, about that. especially okay. recently. Yeah, it's yeah. been. But the 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 thing I'd like to point out though, as well, is. You know, for these Senate races, especially, please everyone remember how bad the Senate polling was in 2020. Yeah. You know, there were, I mean, we were talking about like, oh my God, it looks like the Democrats have a shot in South Carolina. They got crushed, (laughs) you know? But remember um, that it was supposed to be that the Democrats would not be having the Senate. We kept saying the Democrats no, were no. not going to be having the Senate, and they did get it, not in the races that we thought there were going to be. <laughs> yeah, but my, my point is just um, Senate polling specifically has not been that great lately no. um, in terms of the polling averages or anything else. There. And I, I would say this in general, also the presidential polling in 2020, uh, as you all remember, I'm sure it ended up a lot closer than some of the polling would have indicated. Um, you know, and and those of us who did that analysis were being really careful of saying, yeah, this shows basically it shows Biden very much ahead, but it's within the realm of po- if polls were just as bad in 2020 as they were in 2016. Biden would still win, but it would be very close, and that's where we ended up. There in the last couple of elections, there has been this hidden Republican vote that was not showing up in polls. So the the, the Republicans seem to not everywhere, well, but on way, average, the, the Republicans why... did better than the polling said. Now I'm wondering, I'm wondering, and this is why I'm like, I wish there were more of these special elections and jungle primaries and yes. such. 
because yes. I'm wondering whether this time around we have a hidden Democratic vote. Well, now, uh, I I'm mean, not going to I'm not going to say that outright right now, but it just adds to the uncertainty of like if the polls are even remotely close, who knows? No, and I and, and that's the reason why I brought out, you know, because th- this poll that came out recently about that was from from somebody that got it close to right in Florida. Okay. Right. right. Uh, multiple times. And so I was like, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, I remember that when their polls came out at first, I was incredulous and I was like, how the hell could they be calling this? I mean, everybody else saying, you know, that 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 Hillary's gonna win you know, that the polling in Florida and, and they were on the mark on 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 those polls for the last six years that I recall. So it was just an important data point that if they came out with that number, they've had credibility in the past at properly building a model in Florida. Now, so but but again, I, I just think that the main thing is that I, I think a whole bunch of people were kind of writing off uh Florida uh for the Dems and it's really looking like that 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 shouldn't be the case. I, I and, mean, honestly, we've we've said this before that the Democrats have to play everywhere. Um, but I think th- this is very much true this year. Like, I mean, maybe okay, the Democrat is not going to win in Wyoming, okay, or whatever. But you you should not be throwing out states like Florida that have traditionally been close, right? Um, and just say, oh well, you know. Or Texas. Or Texas. Now, and, and again, like, uh, Beto's way behind in the polling still. But, you know, you, you don't, you, you you still have to give it your all in places like that. And you we know? still have very little polling, like right now. It's just, the the, the, the the state level polling has been just, you know, like right now. We just had very little in those yeah. races. So, I, I just wouldn't, like, you know, go on a you know, related to say Texas, right? I mean, when mm-hmm. the hell was the last governor of Texas poll? There's been one in August and one right. in July. Exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just so little data to go on right now. When the nitty gritty really comes down to it is like basically like now. Yeah. And yeah, but the Democrats have to be pushing really hard in any of those, uh, anything even remotely competitive, like, and, you know, even if you end up losing, and I've said this before, and this is part of like, you know, the Dean 50 state strategy, whatever, even where you lose the act of actually putting on a real race and not just, you know, doing nothing is you build that organization and you help set it up for the next time around too. Like you, you can't just be giving up on whole parts of the country. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all I got. That, that's uh, yeah. I think I, I think we're uh, we're good and done. So time for the stuff at the end. Uh, so first of all, just to to contact us, see our archives, all of that kind of stuff. It's curmudgeons-corner.com. Uh, you'll find our Twitter, our Facebook, our email, all that kind of stuff. Uh, on there, you'll also find a link to our Patreon if you want to give us a little uh, cash money. Uh, we really do appreciate that. 
And uh, at various levels, we'll mention you on the show, send you a mug, send you a postcard, all that kind of fun stuff at $2 a month or more on the Patreon. Or if you contact us in any of the other ways and just ask nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack where Yvonne and I and a few listeners are exchanging links and talking and chatting all week long. And we would love to have you join us. Beeping and flashing. Yes. Be- before I ask you, Yvonne, for the one best thing on the Slack, I, I do have to follow up yet again. Have you gotten any faxes? I have not. I'm very <sighs> disappointed. I, it may be because nobody else has a fax machine, but no will. I'm crushed. It's kind of like when I was like a when I was a kid, you know. I and I had an email account. The problem was that nobody else had one. <laughs> Who the hell am I emailing? Yeah, that's right. There, there are a lot of things that have that problem, like the yeah. the, the magical new like device to do whatever. But right. I, but if you're the only one with one, then you know. Anyway. I, I like that they keep showing talking about magical devices that in a series for all mankind, which is being produced for for Apple TV Plus, um, yeah. they show Newtons. Okay, all right, like because it's an <laughs> alternate reality where okay. they are showing Newtons, full color Newtons that are are used for like two way video chat. Nice. It's, it looks really cool. I mean, to think about, oh, it could have been like that, huh? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, see some screenshots of that. It looks really cool. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. Newtons. Okay. With that, Yvonne, what? uh, Give me the coolest, most amazing thing that we discussed on the Commudgeons Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show. I will say that I, uh, the one that I, uh, that I thought was the most interesting one is one that I, I shared recently about this guy in New York that parked his car while he went out of town and had his catalytic converter stolen. Okay. Um, and the, the, you know, he had a 14 year old Honda fit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, when new that car was like $14,000, 14 years ago, and okay. it was beat up and whatever, whatnot. And so, you know, he had been out of town for, for a week. He gets back, he, he gets back, he gets in the car, he starts it up and it sounds like a race car. And he's like, <laughs> Oh, what the hell It's like my muffler's gone. What the hell? So, all right. So, so let me go to the shop and get, get it, you know, get it fixed. And so he goes to the shop and they're like, well, it's not the muffler. It's your catalytic converter. And they say, well, how much is it going to be? The quote is for an aftermarket one, $3,500 to repair a catalytic converter. Wow. Now, catalytic converter theft. I don't know if you've heard is a I've big heard it's thing a big lately. thing lately. Yeah, and the thing is that they're very expensive. As you can see here, $3,500 for a freaking, not even, this was not even an OEM part, okay? This is an aftermarket one. Um, And so uh, the great news was that this guy, actually, even though the car was 14 years old, paid for his comprehensive insurance, Mm. and he called Geico, and they said, yes, sir, we do cover that. You just have to pay your deductible, $500, but we'll cover the repair. And he was like, oh, okay, great. Okay, because he was actually worried they're going to total the car over this. But used car prices right now where they are, a 14-year-old Honda Fit uh, apparently is worth nine to $10,000. Wow. 
Yeah, because I, I would have thought that thing was worth less than the three thousand dollars. Nope, but, but I, apparently it's still worth. Apparently it's still worth plenty of money. So, so they said, okay, we're gonna put a, a catalytic converter. And so he waited. It, it look, it took several months. And as a matter of fact, they got so tired of waiting for the aftermarket part, they had to buy the OEM unit, and Geico agreed to pay for it, which is an extra thousand. So mm. in the end, it was forty five hundred dollars to to replace the catalytic converter uh with a five hundred dollar deductible uh you know so he paid five hundred bucks but but yeah i mean it, damn i mean it's let me i i, I knew it was pricey but jesus christ you know you're thinking about a a, a little car like this and that one part four thousand five i mean i don't i i don't understand some sometimes you know, some of the parts prices, but I guess it does make sense it, it, to a certain extent, the fact that, uh, you know, because you, you, if you went and you went to the catalog and altered all the parts for a car to try to assemble one yourself, the price would be astronomically much higher than buying the new car itself. Mm -hmm. But one of the things is, is because such a part like that is, you know, keeping it in stock and how much it costs to keep that kind of a part in stock that has very little demand costs a lot of money. That's right. the problem, especially for a 14 year old car. Okay. And so that's why I guess parts like that, that have precious metals and stuff like that get so pricey. And so, and they're a hotbed. So catalytic converters stuff. So, you know, just, just, I, Unfortunately, there isn't anything that I can recommend to you to do for, to stop somebody from stealing your catalytic converter on the street. So what I suggest is don't park on the street as much. Try to find a you know secure place to park. It, 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 this happens usually in un, unattended places where cars are there for a while. So just try to put your car, if you have a garage, put it in the garage or, you know, just don't, 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 don't try to park like in places where it's just completely unsecured because expensive shit can happen okay that's it and with that we're done uh thanks everybody for listening to yet another episode of curmudgeon's corner um stay safe have a great week blah 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 all that stuff i always say um and uh you know tune in again yeah tune in next week we'll be back We'll we'll talk about whatever new stuff there is in the news, and uh, I'm sure there'll be fun stuff. We'll be we'll be back. No, we'll we'll be back next week. But for now, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>